Welcome to the Dirt to Dollars podcast. Hosted by Central Kentucky Extension Agents, Whitney Carmen, Daniel Carpenter, and Matt Adams. Where we talk everything from the dirt on your land to the dollars in your hand. Welcome back. It's another edition of Dirt to Dollars. It's the week of Halloween. It's the week of the 25th. We're yep. kind of towards the end of the week recording this week. Yeah. What's what's popping? Yeah. I get it. <laughs> it's popping because uh, we're going to be talking about yeah. popcorn today. Pop so. you a bag, grab you a tub, grab a bowl of popcorn. What? Hey, I got a joke for you. What's that? This will um, be good. Is it a dad joke? I mean... I'm a dad, so isn't any joke that yeah. I say? What did baby corn ask mama corn? Where's pops? Where's popcorn? So what's going on this week? Uh, the latter part of this week is a little wet. Yes, it is. Kind of the hate- early part of this week was a little wet too, but it, mm-hmm, we had, a, yeah. I think, a nice day. We had one day. Yeah. One day of harvest. One day a week's not going to cut it. Yeah, we're going to be harvesting in we're, March if we. I was going to say up. we're already a little behind based on the statistics I saw. Yeah, it's this not week. good. Yeah, we're behind. Yeah, and we we talked about that a little bit last week mm-hmm. too. But yeah, I think you know we get it anymore with the uh, equipment we've got. Mm-hmm. If we get a good week of weather, we'll get caught up real quick. Yeah, I just don't know when we're going to get that good week of weather. Right. Yeah, it's looking pretty grim here in the next yeah, couple we got, of weeks. Got harvest and you know wheat planting was just kind of getting fired up last week, really, mm-hmm. and that's not making any progress this week. So I don't know about you, Daniel, but I've been doing a lot of hay sampling. Yeah, well, because we have, you know, we've got we both got programs that we're sort of pushing with that. Matt has already done all his. We're done, evidently, and uh, we get done early in Hardin County. Do you need a Do you need a gold gold star for that? No. Okay. Did you notice any kind of trends in the samples, or have you seen have you seen the sample results? Or yeah, I've seen I the had, sample results. He probably. Or were you talking to Whitney? No, uh, uh, you've got your samples back already. I just sent mine off yesterday. Mm-hmm. But if uh, have you gotten? Did you notice anything? Did it all look pretty good or kind There's of average? A lot of pretty decent hay. I'd say a little better than average. That's what I've saw. I, I think by when I took the samples, I could tell everything seemed really really good quality and was put up well Mm -hmm. i did notice in every light cutting sample i took was just foxtail so you really see the foxtail in it Mm -hmm. so i think that's a we talked about that a week last week i think talking about problem weeds and i think it's one we're seeing a lot more of right and And it's just going to spread (laughs) if it's well in our second i think some of the folks that i've done the sampling on their second cutting some i've done actually two or three of these where one of them was not rained on and the other one it was like part of the field was put up and the other part wasn't and so we they've done two different samples because one was technically rained on so we're gonna see what the difference is on some of that too i had a few this time that i couldn't like you know generally when you walk up you can tell which is the first cutting and which is the mm-hmm. second cutting and so on and and this time there was there was a couple that i couldn't pick out what the first cutting was and they had both cut a little earlier than than usual on that first cutting Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I thought that was, that kind of stood out to me. I'm interested to see how those, uh, samples play out. Cause typically that second and third t- tends to be a little higher mm-hmm. quality, but if they, if they cut it a little younger, their, their tonnage may have been down a little bit, but they yeah. may have pretty good, pretty good quality hay for first cutting. 
So be curious to see how that plays out. Matt, do you, now you all had kind of a contest. Not trying to put you on the spot here, but do you have any of those winners in front of you? Of I actually do. They're right oh, here, just right prepared. in front of me, just in case you were going to ask. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we had four different categories. Uh, the grass hay division, we had John Styles. Uh, I believe he's in the Howe Valley area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was our winner in the grass hay division. Uh, grass legume hay, uh, that uh, class winner was Keith Tall. Uh, Keith is actually kind of in the Sicilia area and a little interesting note on that. Keith is an organic hay grower. So that was certified organic hay that won the, the mm-hmm. grass legume, uh, category there. Uh, legume hay was Steve Wooden from the Elizabethtown area. He's a longtime commercial hay grower. Uh, I believe that was a stand up here, alfalfa. And then we had a baleage category uh, that was basically just any kind of baleage, and that was uh, Jason Buckles from Glendale. Uh, and I believe that was a pure alfalfa baleage that won that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, since we're talking about quality of hay, i um, been hearing a lot about uh, quality issues with soybeans here or lately. Lack. <clears throat> or lack thereof. Or Yeah, yeah is i mean is it stink bugs like is that it's i think it's just was talking with an agronomist this morning and we were chatting about it a little bit and i think it's just a combination of perfect storm of a lot of things you know we saw some quality issues i believe it was 2018 yes um and they were uh that was basically just warm wet weather after the soybeans were mature and that's what we've had Had that yep this fall and then the stink bugs haven't helped anything uh when they pierce that pod it kind of takes away some of the protection so mm-hmm. uh just hearing a lot of purple seed stain hearing some mold issues on the seed uh talked with a grower earlier this week who had harvested some soybeans some early planted early maturity soybeans in late september and he's he said that you actually couldn't he was gagging in the combine while he was harvesting them because oh, wow. the stink bugs were so bad. Whew. They were yielding really well, and they really didn't have a whole lot of quality issues because I think the stink bugs came in late enough after these were mature, but he said they were there and said you'd dump them on the truck, and it was just like the beans were crawling in the truck. I, I It smells like somebody ate way too much cilantro and got sick. Yeah. That's what it smells like to me. I agree with that. Really specific, but that's right. I see it. Right. It's like rotten cilantro. Yes. Oh, or cilantro vomit. That's all right. I mean, My yeah. son ate a stink bug the other day, or tried Why to eat one. Cool. Well, you know, he is walking around, and it, there just happened to be one in the house because ours finally got invaded last week, and there was one that kind of got through the door frame there in the back door and he just happened to find it and take a bite of it and i thought why does your breath stink so bad (laughs) yeah it was not not fun to make me gag here in my office i'm sorry how do you think i felt how do you think he felt (laughs) well dealing with with moisture and Things like that. Have you do y'all have y'all seen what this atmospheric river is that's going on out in, like, in California? No idea what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. Do you like pay attention to world news at all? I do. I have not this week, so but I do. So know what basically, you're about. you know, California's been dealing with massive drought 
and mm-hmm. you know fires and mm-hmm. their we talked I think we talked about it on the show not too long ago about how depleted their uh, reservoirs are and their you know water tables yes. so basically um, a weather pattern set up that um, just was bringing them relentless rainfall I guess for like the last five or six days yes and record amounts and and at the end of the day I mean it's it's so this weather system is more or less a river just of nonstop water coming in Mm -hmm. and then you kind of the neat thing about it to me you know I guess it's bad but it's you know they've had all this rain record rainfall and it really hasn't put a a very small increase in how much you know like uh, their their water supplies like it hasn't lifted it hardly any it's just to show how it just shows how depleted of mm-hmm. water they are but then you throw on top of that the drought and the and the wildfires it caused a lot of mud and yeah you know erosion issues uh with with the massive amounts of rainfall they had and see i think that's part of the problem is the rain that they're getting is not soaking it's just running right but off see, no but that would be good though because that would fill their the reservoir but they're not yeah that's the thing it's not it's not filling it i mean it's adding to it but it didn't add to it very much. What do like they call a, that? Is the, it the Pineapple Express? Is that what they call that? Because it comes. Isn't from... that a movie? Yeah, yes, that's a movie is... about stuff we can't talk about in the <laughs> no, show. No, but no, I'm reading on 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 Noah on the National Atmospheric. Uh, I whatever. think it's a strain Noah. of stuff that they talk about in the show we can't talk about today. It's called a strong. A Pineapple Express is a strong atmospheric river that is capable of bringing moisture from the tropics near Hawaii over to the off West the Coast. I know. That's what I said. I said it's a. I looked it up this morning and it says Pineapple Express. So mm. I was just going off the top of my head. Well, so when you were talking, way, I was looking it up. Either so. way, um, yeah, they they had a lot of rainfall and it it didn't it really help their situation much. Mm-mm. Now maybe it maybe it did saturate the ground somewhat and and would you know could increase maybe the next rains may continue to fill it up, but they're going to need you know. They're going to need a lot of record rainfall to even get those reservoirs and and water, you know, their their water supplies back up to mm-hmm. even back up to a acceptable level, not even a high level. Just it's right. it's insane how how dry it is out there. Is that the same system that has brought the the nor'easter in the northeast? Is this is that the same system? No idea. I feel like it is. But I doubt anyway, it it's, because it's, the nor'easter is in the northeast, right? Right, but I and thought it mean, came across. Didn't the nor'easter come down from the northeast? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you all. You are the smart people. You brought it up. I know. <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm asking. They're getting they're getting pummeled as well, is what I'm saying. So I mean, the the west coast got their rain, and the northeast is getting theirs as well. So they don't need it as bad as the west did, but still, they're having issues also. But we've got some rain coming in here locally, and you know, we, I, I kind of thought we almost needed a little bit around home, but I think no. this week has taken care of it. No, Not now. We're good now. We need, we don't need no, I mean, I don't dry it up. On average, I, I've mentioned this before on average, October is our driest month of the year and historically, been and wet. it's been wet. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes it's, it's been good for grass. I know any grass that I seeded is doing great. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard that from others too. But we we could wouldn't hurt anything for it to dry down a little bit. 
Well, since we're really good meteorologists, we probably will just wrap that part up. Um, y'all about ready to get to our guest today. I think he's he's popping at the seams to to share with us. So I can't think of any other puns. Well, that, that one's one works. Good yeah, that was corny enough. Matt, <laughs> would you like to give our guest an introduction? Joined with us today, we have Professor Popcorn himself, Mr. Ooh. Jonathan Breeding uh, from Rineville, Kentucky, which is he's one of my growers here in Hardin County. Uh, John, thanks for being on with us today. Well, thank you for that introduction. I, I don't have my PhD, but I'll <laughs> take it. You're close. You're close. From probably from the school of hard knocks, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the bonus. <laughs> so, John, before we get into, uh, we've got you on to talk about popcorn production a little bit today. Uh, something that's pretty prevalent here in Hardin County. Uh, and in our area, but something that a lot of people don't really know about and a lot don't even realize that we have it grown in this area. But before we really get into the technicalities of popcorn, uh, just give us a kind of a brief overview of your operation and kind of how you got started and how you got involved in the popcorn business. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've been farming uh, as a uh, second job for several years. And uh, we were blessed to be able to uh, go full-time farming about 10 years ago now. And uh, I'm first-generation full-time farmer in my family. Um, and I was, uh, I was looking for ways to make my operation work for me uh, financially and, and physically, equipment-wise, and so forth. And and a good friend who is absolutely now my father-in-law uh, <laughs> suggested, why don't you consider uh, popcorn? And uh, uh, I thought about it for a little while. And he said, you don't need all the bins and, and everything. And at that time, I didn't have the, uh, the money for the infrastructure that growing corn was going to require, uh, field corn. And so I went and I met with... Uh, uh, the popcorn company, uh, it was kind of interesting. The guy that is the plant manager and runs the popcorn operation, the Kentucky side of preferred popcorn was actually standing, uh, in a rail car, loading a rail car full of bags of popcorn going to Mexico city. When we, when we talked Wow! and, uh, I, uh, talked to him for about 30 minutes, 45 minutes and, went away from there knowing that I was going to be growing popcorn mm -hmm. and, uh, haven't, haven't had a, a bad thought about it since it's worked for me. Um, we, um, we were able to bring my son on full time to the farm this year and, uh, which has, uh, he's 23 years old and that's been a 23 year dream of mine <laughs> that's come true. So, um, I, I'm all I can say is I'm living, living a blessed life right now. Uh, we're farming together every day and, uh, it's, uh, it's all working out for us. Well, that's awesome. Uh, getting into the popcorn side of it, you mentioned, you know, you already sort of mentioned some of the differences between popcorn and field corn, as far as growing the crop, what are some of the main differences that are going to be different than, than growing a field corn crop? Uh, well, the number one difference uh, in growing the crop is is 
popcorn is not Roundup ready. Uh, it is a non-GMO uh, product, which the term GMO and I don't get along because everything's genetically modified. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's not Roundup modified. So you, you kind of have to go old school with your chemical program, um, which this coming year, that's going to be a blessing from the right. foreseen prices of Roundup. But um, that's, that's really the only major difference. Uh, you use the same planner. You use the same combine. Um, it's all the same um, as far as growing it. Are your harvest dates or um, planting dates a little different, or are they typical for field corn also? Um, I'll go or back maturity. to that original conversation I had with the grower or with the company. I said, well, what's the optimal time to start planting popcorn? And he said, well, 250 acres after yellow corn. He, he said, <laughs> that, okay. Go plant okay. 250 acres of yellow corn and then switch over and plant popcorn. Um, but uh, that that's really the only thing. It's a little bit later planting. Which is that? Is that just because it doesn't have the stress tolerance of some of the modern yellow corn hybrids? Or that's exactly right. And uh, we we run into throughout the years some issues with uh, with genetics and popcorn because you know it's it's not a super hardy corn like uh, some of the field corn varieties you have now. Um, we've got a, a variety right now that we're harvesting that. It's yielding great, but the uh, stalk health is just not not like yellow corn. You know, is we've got a lot of down corn, and when I say down, I mean it's not laying flat on the ground. But uh, you, it's just one of those things you deal with 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 a different type of crop. You know, it's it is what it is. <laughs> Do you all do anything different as far as disease management? Are you applying fungicides to any of it, or are you scouting it like you would yellow corn and just applying if needed? That's that's exactly right. Um, the uh, the only real difference uh, between us and yellow corn in, in that aspect is they do come to the field um, about two months before harvest, and they'll do aflatoxin. I probably didn't say that right, but they'll they'll take ear samples out of all your fields and and do aflatoxin testing because it is a food grade product. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll kind of get into that a little deeper when we get into harvest portion of it. But um, that's that's really the only thing uh, we do do some fungicide applications um, and popcorn like yellow corn. It does benefit from you know your fungicide applications. I can remember back uh, in my sales days when we had a lot of people that would weigh in uh, corn harvest and, and I'd figure their bushels. And I learned pretty quick that uh, popcorn doesn't really measure out the same way that corn does from a market standpoint. So just popcorn, doesn't it normally kind of go by pounds more than bushels? Yes, that, that uh, it, it definitely does. Uh, it's uh, sold by the pound. Um because a bushel of popcorn weighs 72 pounds versus your 56 pounds on yellow corn. So mm -hmm. you can't really do uh, apple to apple comparison. Everybody's always asking me, 
well, how many bushels of the acre does your popcorn mm-hmm. yield? Well, can't really answer that. You know, it's uh, uh, we've kind of got a conversion of 4,500 pound, 4,500 to 5,000 pounds to the acre is about 150 bushel uh, yellow corn yield. If you want to try to do a comparison, it's not an exact science, but that's pretty close. And if it's 72 bushel test weight, we, uh, Sergeant Morris that we had on back in the spring, he could probably really, uh, catch some guys with some full trucks if you loaded them full. Well, <laughs> you cannot load, a, a hopper bottom like, uh, you would with yellow corn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really tough, um, because loading, uh, popcorn in a trailer, you can't really see from your grain cart tractor how much you've got in there because you've got to keep it down so much lower uh-huh. than you would a yellow corn. Um, we, we've been guilty of going over the 80,000 once or twice. <laughs> just once or twice. That's, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> I believe that as much as I believe that you just had a 30 minute conversation with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, I don't, I don't people come <laughs> looking for me. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're on the topic of loading trucks anyway, uh, you mentioned a little bit that harvest is a little different uh, for popcorn versus yellow corn. Uh, what is kind of the harvest process and what's the differences between that and growing a crop of yellow corn? Well, the, the first thing you have to remember when you're harvesting popcorn and, and most people don't don't get it they wouldn't even think about it we are the final step in a food grade process um (laughs) popcorn is not washed or screened uh or anything like that it goes from our combine to the truck to the packaging facility and it's sent out so with that in mind uh the trucks have to be washed and cleaned thoroughly there cannot be anything in them i'll I'll give you an example if one grain of uh, field corn is found in a uh, shipping container load of popcorn in asia for example they will reject the whole load so wow it's 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 a big deal it's a real big deal um you everything has to be clean no soybeans no we flush uh, everything. Of course, usually your combine finishes up in soybeans the previous year. So uh, your combine, your grain carts, everything, you run some popcorn and you flush everything uh, on top of cleaning it out good. Um, and then um, we have to uh, have to look out for, you know, if we lose something big metal, there is magnets in the, in the system. Uh, it happens uh, part of farming stuff breaks, but, uh, they have magnets in the system and, and they have a cleaning system that is, it's not your typical cleaning. All the popcorn runs across a, uh, a large board that has, uh, electronic eyes and I could get into the details of it, but I don't really understand all of it. All I know is if it doesn't match the color of the popcorn, it shoots a little shot of air and blows that seed mm-hmm. off that board as it goes across it at a high rate of speed. 
So it'll, like say a say a cucklebur. I mean yeah, that's something that's pretty common. I mean I don't have cuckleburrs in my corn, so I never oh, have no, cuckleburrs in my corn sample. <laughs> but but just say mm-hmm. if, if somebody happened to, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, when we when we start running the combine, uh, the combine settings are, are very essential because a kernel of popcorn relies on that outer skin to stay intact in order for it to pop because the moisture inside of that grain uh, exploding is what causes the, the, you know, that, that moisture heats up and explodes and that's what causes the kernel to pop. Well, if that skin is damaged, it won't pop. So we set the combine with uh, using an iodine test system. Uh, we pull kernels of corn out, uh, soak them in the iodine, uh, strain them off, and then you examine, physically examine uh, 10 kernels from every test and look for uh, dark lines in the kernel that iodine will penetrate anywhere there's a crack in the skin and it, it shows up damaged. So, you know, you either need to slow your rotor down or open your throat up or you need to make adjustments. Huh, that's something that I never would have would have thought of is how careful you have to be with your combine settings to keep from damaging that. That makes sense. Yeah. And they pay, they pay us a premium. Uh, You know, um, of course they, the testing is rigorous when it goes across the scales. And uh, if, if our damage is low, extremely low, uh, we get a premium for that. And our cleanliness, we get a premium for that. So always try to, uh, cash in on all those premiums and then i guess a big thing is you mentioned earlier that you don't have to have bins kind of explain uh i guess the process of where it goes or or how it's picked up out of the field okay we we load the trucks out of the field uh we're very blessed to be tied in with a uh, local trucking company that that has multiple uh pieces of equipment that can get us uh, plenty of trucks anytime usually Um, we load it on the truck straight out of the field and it goes directly to preferred popcorn but uh, the the biggest problem with our harvest is waiting because popcorn cannot be harvested for the company we grow for until it gets to 16 percent moisture because you you do not want to run popcorn through a grain dryer right well (laughs) so uh i can just i've i've often pictured popcorn coming out of the top of a grain bin doors you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh they they it's got to be dry enough where they can maintain it with just air yeah but the uh the factory uh the packaging facility is uh very interesting uh, uh, tour. Um, it's it's not complex like you might think it would be. It's a very simple system. Um, one robot and a whole plant, and that that robot stacks the pallets of of bag popcorn. That's what it does. A, a little bit about the 
the company that you grow for? I mean, there's obviously different groups that, you know, people raise popcorn for, but your specific one, um, are you unique to Kentucky and are, are there local growers that are in involved in the same group that you are? And if so, how does, how does that process work and, and where can you get your products from or where are they locally? Okay. Um, there, there are actually six growers for preferred popcorn in, in uh, the state of Kentucky uh, now, uh, five of whom uh, Matt gets to call his local guys. Okay. Uh, five Good. of them are from here in Hardin County. Um, and um, it, uh, our popcorn actually is uh, represented well in Hardin County because all the movie theaters in Hardin County uh, provide our sell our popcorn at their concession stands and uh we're we're really tickled about that it it is a kentucky proud product uh, now don't don't take no offense because when i go to the movie theaters i cover it with butter like i go to that little (laughs) butter dispenser and i just let it let it roll until it starts to drip out of the bottom of the bag and then it's good it's not it doesn't mean your popcorn tastes bad it just means i really like butter no we we grow a butter variety (laughs) Oh, you did. <laughs> and, well, and the you'll caramel. You'll have to tell us your secret. <laughs> the caramel corn, you all spray it with sugar yeah. before yes. harvest, right? That's yeah. what. Yeah. Where do you grow the candy corn? <laughs> yes, we do that too. Uh, harvesting the candy corn is done a little differently, though. Mm. <laughs> but no, that's, we, that's great that it's in Hardin County. Yeah, we're we're really tickled with that. Uh, you know, it's it's not. You know, you you can. You can sell your your corn to the one of the distilleries and say that your corn's sitting on a shelf at the liquor store, but our our popcorn is in everybody's lap in the theater. So mm-hmm. uh, we're we're pretty tickled with that. It's a it's a proud thing that we're we stand up for, and uh, we uh, are uh, the company I grow for preferred. They they package their uh, microwave popcorn in Louisville, so that is. Uh, our Kentucky proud connection, uh, some of the hoops you have to go through to be Kentucky proud grower, uh, that takes care of it by it being packaged in Louisville and, uh, the Louisville area Kroger stores. We've seen it in Kroger in Elizabethtown a couple of times, but it's not, it's not consistently there. I wish we could get it there, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, but it is featured in uh, the Kentucky Proud section in the Louisville Kroger stores. Uh, real quick on the movie popcorn stuff, uh, you were throwing out a few numbers earlier that I thought were interesting. So, how many how many uh, bags of popcorn can you grow per acre? Was that was that what you were saying earlier? Sixteen thousand large theater bags of popcorn per acre. That's that blows my mind. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of popcorn. The the story behind this is every time you go to the theater, you need to eat more popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's support, right. Support your local industry. There you go. I, I kind of wonder if the popcorn industry is a little bit like the beef industry lately, because that movie theater popcorn is really expensive. And uh, do you see those kind of prices direct to the farmers? I, I don't know if you're. <laughs> I wish we did. I really wish we did. Uh, when when you're talking popcorn pricing, you're talking cents per pound, and I'm not talking fifty cents per pound either. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's sold by cents per pound, so uh, that's why we need you to eat more of it, so that uh, 
we can we can stay alive and keep making it. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Uh, yeah. You mentioned that uh, the microwave popcorn is packaged in uh, Louisville. Is there any difference? I guess agronomically or as far as the variety goes or anything between what would be microwave popcorn and what would be movie theater. Yeah. Basically what you pop out of a machine or. Well, there's, there is really only two different uh, types of popcorn. There's somebody would argue it, but basically there's two, two types of popcorn. There's what's called butterfly popcorn, which is what you get at the movie theater or in microwave bags. And uh, that looks like a butterfly when it pops open. Uh Mm -hmm. And the other is mushroom. And it looks like a mushroom when it pops. Uh, The mushroom varieties are used for your cheese corn, your caramel corn. Hmm. The majority of them are your flavored type corns. um, Because they're tight. They're tighter than a butterfly when they pop. And it doesn't crumble as easy. Um, and uh, I want to revert back a little bit to one of Whitney's questions, the, the places you can buy it. There's a neat place. I'm going to give them a little plug if I can. Uh, yeah. Popcorn Station in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually did my wife and I's uh, wedding popcorn. We had a popcorn bar at our wedding. Imagine that. Uh-huh. Fitting. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is a... Uh, really neat place to visit if you're in Louisville and got a few minutes you ought to drop by and see them because there is any flavor of popcorn you can imagine from tasting like fruit loops to (laughs) your basic caramel corn I mean it's it's really neat that they take uh, a product that we grow and and present it the way they do one last thing I want to touch on before we have to let you go uh, I know you've done, you've been really good about educating people about popcorn. Uh, I think you've had some school groups and maybe a little, you know, I feel like we're dealing with a celebrity here. Got a little bit of a TV appearance a few years ago. So uh, just talk a little bit about that and why, why you think that's important. Well, um, I'll go back to uh, my childhood when my first memory of popcorn is in my grandfather's uh, cabinet making shop on his farm and popcorn came from a mason jar. That was my thought. You know, uh, granddad put popcorn in a basket and held it in the wood stove and popped popcorn and popcorn came from a mason jar. So I wanted to be sure that, that kids knew where, what they're eating comes from. Uh, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be asked to, uh, help out with a KET kids program uh, a few years back. They did a, uh, a television show. It was a three-part show on corn. Uh, they did uh, field corn, sweet corn, and popcorn. And they came, and, and I guess they spent three days doing video of us and interviewing and talking, and, and uh, we, we were featured in a, the popcorn segment. We were the popcorn grower. And uh, I appreciate the, the accolades there, but I'm no celebrity. I had about 15 minutes of fame there. After three days of filming, I, they, they found 15 minutes of good stuff, and about 10% of it was me in a combine. So, <laughs> but uh, we, we really enjoy 
uh, trying to educate the children of, of where what they're eating comes from. Um, I don't want them to grow up and be young adults and not have a clue where stuff comes from. Um, my wife being a, a principal in the local elementary school, I get voluntold a lot for some, <laughs> for some projects and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I love it. Uh, we had their uh, preschool uh, classes out for a field trip on the farm a few weeks ago. And um, I'll, I'll give a soybean plug here. We, we showed them soybeans and popcorn and explained to them how they could tell the difference, you know, driving down the road, what uh, field corn was and what was popcorn and uh, showed them the end product. And it, it, was, it was fun for us to share with them. Uh, and I'll, I'll share this. If anybody thinks that they see a field of popcorn, the only true way to tell is looking at the tassel. And it's got to be tasseled really before you can tell visually from a distance, whether it's yellow corn or field corn. The tassel on, on popcorn is lazy. You're, <laughs> instead of your tassels being upright, reaching mm-hmm. for the sky, the tassels on popcorn will go up and then droop down. So you can, you can do a visual, oh, that's popcorn. And it's fun for me on vacation or trips, Uh uh, driving down the road and you can go, oh, hey, there's a popcorn grill. That's neat. I did not know that. See, we're, we're educating. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's great. That's right. But I don't have any popcorn crowers in my county. So this is all learning experience for me. I've enjoyed it. Great. Well, and we can, we can assure you the only thing lazy on breeding farms is the tassels. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. I don't know about that. We're, we're grain farmers, so we're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, we know you listen to our show. Appreciate that too. Uh, thanks for coming on. We'll have to have you again on. Uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime here soon. Thank you all for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Yep. Thank you. Well, after that talk with Professor Popcorn, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting hungry. We should have, he should have hooked us up with some popcorn before the sake, before we recorded that. We could have been munching on it. Mm-hmm. The whole I, show. I would say, let's just take the day off and just go to the theaters and watch a movie and eat some popcorn. But I don't, <laughs> other than, I think there's a James Bond movie out now, but other than that, there's not much I really care about Mm-mm. seeing. And I don't even know if I really care about seeing that, but hadn't been a, hadn't been a good movie theater movie for me yet that I really want to see, but I'm sure, I think there's a bunch coming out this fall that there'll probably be something I'll try to go see, support yeah. support my local farmers, need some preferred popcorn. There you go. Get the large tub. Yeah. <laughs> Get the and large soak tub. soak it with butter, apparently. Oh, <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> do you have, is that like your all's go-to when you go to movie theaters? Is that what you do? You just get popcorn yeah. and a drink? Popcorn, yeah. popcorn, Skittles, and a Diet Coke is usually my go-to. Don't know why, but that's hey, just what I've done. You're high rolling when you go to the well, movie theater. But see, that's the thing. I we used to go. I haven't been to the. Don't tell me, but I've not been to the theater in a while. But I, when I used either. to go. When I used to go, we would go quite a bit. That was at the time. That was about the cheapest date you could go on. Well, I don't know. Kids. Your snack bill there was tallying up to about thirty five dollars uh-huh. already. So. Well, that's it is what I, it is. I, I don't do shared. The, I don't just do the skittles. I do junior mints. Yeah, I like junior mints that's too. my go to. I like junior mints. 
So let's let's get off talking about farming stuff. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something out and see if y'all know what it is. Because I think like this be, is an, not like this is an agriculture show or anything. I'd be, hate to talk about farming on this it. This is gonna be pretty pretty. <laughs> just 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 bear with me because we'll, we might relate this to agriculture. But do you all know what the metaverse is? I have no idea. If you had to guess, what do you think it is? Something well, in space. And Whitney, stop Googling it. because I'm not Googling it. I can tell by the I look on see, your face. I'm, I know, but I didn't know what it was. And I'm going to tell you what I thought it was before I Googled it. Okay? okay. That's fair. I thought it was a, because you put it on our little notes. I thought maybe it was a stock of something. You know, <laughs> there's different, different things that, okay. you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Is it something okay. the, the, I guess the level above a universe Maybe that's kind of kind of close, kind of close. It's actually a new kind of a new internet thing that there's a lot of money moving towards. Um, if y'all kind of see the news, Mark Zuckerberg's been talking about it lately, and mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be pushing a lot of money. I think they're rechanging or they're changing the parent name of Facebook. So you know how Google changed; they made Alphabet, um, and Google falls under the Alphabet. I family. did not know that. So well. Now you knew. Now you know. So Facebook is going to be doing something similar where they have a parent name, the company, and Facebook is a part of that. But then they have okay. all these other businesses. And and there's this new thing. I think it's called Facebook Horizon. And what it is is this metaverse will be, um, you know, Facebook Horizon will be in the metaverse. And it's basically a virtual reality or like a 3D internet. So you will actually be experiencing the internet by actually being in the internet and not just looking at it on a screen. You'll either have glasses that like, you know, virtual reality glasses where you're like walking through the internet, kind of like a video game. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like a video game to me. Hang on. So there's the most popular game in the country is Fortnite. It's the most popular game in the world. Yes. And that's an example of you have a, like an avatar or a person that represents you and you experience the internet through that person, you know, Fortnite, I think you fight and shoot up stuff and mm-hmm. do whatever, but you'll basically be experiencing the internet like that. So just think about, you know, instead of going, um, let's say if you're on Facebook and you go to your Facebook page and you're looking at your pictures, you're seeing who your friends are, what your friends are mm-hmm. doing or in communicating with them. Well, with this new thing, you'll like be walking into a room <laughs> and looking around and seeing all That's your crazy. You probably like virtually flip through a, pho- a photo album and, you know, and go and talk to a friend, you hmm. know, why not just you see in the room, go live life exactly in person. So Can the we- important, I, I'm trying not to spend a whole lot of time on this, but the important thing about it is that they mentioned about how this will probably be the new internet because there's so much popularity in Fortnite in a lot of these video games that attract millions and millions of people just to watch them do it. Plus the advertisements that go with it. Yeah. And, and, and it's probably going to go this direction mm-hmm. and it's important because um, you think one of the things that you'll hear some people say is that it reminds them we will probably think of the internet today in 10 years, the way we think of fax machines and flip phones now, hmm. you know, it, it'll, it'll advance so much and change the way we do things. We were and, also supposed to have flying cars by now. Yeah. But we knew that wasn't going to happen. No, I think it's interesting it, to me. It sounds like, I don't know. Have you seen the, the free guy movie where he's living in a virtual reality? So did you go to the theaters to see that? I did not. I, oh. <clears throat> I saw it. I was going to say it's not out on 
it's uh, not. You, you can't say how you watched it. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> I got you. No. Anyway, I, let's just say I have connections, see, but I we see. have, but that's, that's what it basically reminds me of is like, he lives in a virtual reality and he keeps finding this girl, but there it's an outside world playing these people. So it's like a video game, right? None of us are really going to like this, but that's probably what's coming. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be this kind of stuff coming in the future. Ooh, and I just think about my farmers and ha- trying to explain to them how zoom works and then going into this. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I do, I do, you know, one thing about that when, when there's a lot of depictions of, you know, the matrix comes to mind. If you think yeah. about that, that's what it is. You're plugged into a, yeah. a computer basically. And, uh, all the all the reincarnations of this kind of stuff. There's dystopian societies, you know, and that's and they're going to this virtual reality because the real society sucks. So I I don't know. Just no, but I think it can. It has it. It could be. It could be beneficial to agriculture in some ways. I think if you can make it work to your benefit, I think it could. I think there's Ow. there's give ways. me one example. Yeah. Well, just if you were going that's to a on a on a social media platform, if you're trying to tell your story and a person can't get to your actual place, they can you could meet them in this virtual, you know, I, can I don't know. kind of see that a little bit. It would here's be more the, for educational purposes. Not Here's the important part. Hmm. Turn your computer off, shut your phone off, go outside. I, 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 I agree with that a hundred percent. I'm just saying live life while we're at it. I have a question. What you got? And I know this has been circling the, the internet in the last week. Are you a candy corn? Yay or nay? I like it. In the spirit it's of Halloween. All right. I don't care. I'll eat it if it's in a bowl in front of me, but I'm not going to go buy it. Okay. Just curious. I like the chocolate candy corn. I don't. No, I'm an original, but I like to have peanuts with it if I'm going to eat it. What is your favorite Halloween candy? What are you going to steal out of the kids? Trick or treat? <laughs> Whatever <Bucket>. I want. <laughs> <laughs> Dad tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't need all that candy anyway. I was going to say, I'll probably steal Skittles and chocolate-wise, probably Milky Way. Reese's. I always think it's kind of interesting to see what's left. Like, what's the last thing in there? Most of the time, it's like Almond Joy. There'd be like three Oh, no, Almond that's Joys the first thing the that go to mine. That's Ugh. the first that go. I like Almond Joy. <clears throat> mine will be suckers. That's what my kids eat last. We can talk next week. Do y'all have Halloween costumes picked out? I know Daniel has to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't just because my kids do, but I don't. You don't dress up with the kids? No, we're going to a baseball tournament. So that puts a wrench in all of our plans. The boys and the team and the kid, my kids are going to dress up, but. My I'm wife not. and I are dressing up for a Halloween party and that we were champion costume. That, that last vote was, year that vote was rigged no we're, we're gonna be we're gonna defend our championship this year mm-hmm. we've got a good one yeah we'll i'll be that. interested to see how it goes y'all have fun with that so matt you had a little bit of a road trip this last yeah. week do you yeah. uh, notice anything about the crops between yeah. here and there first thing i noticed was that if you have non-farm family, they always seem to plan stuff for the prettiest week during either harvest or planting. So never fails. You you got a you got a time in mind. You need to do something. There's going to be an event that comes. We up. had a beautiful harvest weekend, and my butt sat in a car on its way to Michigan for fourteen hours going up there and back. So <laughs> had yeah. a lot of time to think about how you could be sitting in that combine. Huh? Yeah, and 
coming home wasn't that bad because it was raining most of the time. But going up, it hadn't rained through Ohio yet. And every grain field you came by, there was a combine rolling. Mm-hmm. So they're ahead of us right now, I think, in getting harvest done a lot. Not from well, what I could see. Really? Okay. From I just I could, assumed they were. From our little road the... trip up 75, it looked like they were they were probably further ahead in beans, but they're far enough north. They're kind of in that country that they typically run their beans before they even start on any corn. There was a lot of corn still out. Mm. A lot. But yeah, it looked like they'd been pretty wet through harvest as well, and it had, had held them up. But. So I had an interesting call. I guess it's probably been two weeks now, or a week and a half, two weeks ago. And uh, the caller mentioned um, waspers. I'm not copying off off another show because we talked about this multiple, like a few weeks ago before it came about and got yes. popular on a local sports state sports show. And they were talking about this too, but I did, I had a farmer that said that he had not noticed as many waspers as normal. And I was just like, what? And he kept saying, you know, waspers, you know, waspers. And I'm like, is that some kind of special kind of wasp? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know if I've ever noticed waspers. So <laughs> then I had to call Matt and be like, Matt, what is a wasper and how come I don't know what it is because I have degrees and in, in multiple degrees in agriculture and studied entomology and enjoyed it. And I know my bugs pretty good and I have no idea what a wasper is. I can't believe there weren't waspers in Washington County when you were growing up. I know you would think. I, that sounds like was, a Washington County thing. If it was, I just, I tuned it out, but um, I, I, I'm team wasp. I was going to say, I called them wasps, but my in-laws, that's the first time I ever heard the term was my in-laws and they live in the same County that I grew up in. So it, I think it's just depending on what your family called it. Team wasper. Are you a wasper? Well, now, now that I know, I'm probably going to call them waspers from now on just because. (laughs) Doesn't it fit better? I just, I think I'm going to call them waspers. If you go to open a gate and they all come out. Now you're probably going to scream, ah, waspers. I am. (laughs) Well, do we got any um, programming stuff we want to talk about? We've just got a few minutes left. Um, Anything y'all want to push out? I think I'll throw a little bit out of, uh, uh, there'll be a LaRue County Cattlemen's meeting, second Tuesday of each month as usual, but uh, I'll be having one on uh, Tuesday, November 9th, seven o'clock at the extension office. So uh, put that in your calendars and try to make that if you can. We're going to be doing, we're still finishing up hay sampling. So those that need it can get it. And then I'm doing, I'll be at the North American at the swine show first part of November. And then on the 8th, our, our office is having a fecal egg count uh, and parasite class with uh, Dr. Jesse Lay that we had on here a couple of weeks ago. And that should be a neat class. I'm excited about it. I'm still in your idea, Daniel. It's all right. It was, it was really good. I, if you've got any interest in that and you missed the hours, definitely go to that. Yes. Yeah. It's open to anybody. So we've got uh Hardin County Cape program wrapping up here on the 29th. So if you're listening to this on the radio, you've already missed it. Don't try and bring your application in Monday because they will not be accepted. Uh, if you're one of the early listeners on the podcast, you might still have time to slip in here and get an application in. On the topic of state cost share, I think we talked a little bit last week about equip signups. We did, yeah. And uh, 
we we said last week we talked more about it this week. Um, if you are familiar with state call share, uh, Equip is kind of the same stuff. You technically, if you're applying for one, they'll probably have you go ahead and apply for both. Mm-hmm. But um, so for um, you know, Equip goes through the National Resource Conservation Service (NRCS) here in uh, Hardin and Larue County. Have the same office, and it's there. At, you know, like Sportsman's Lake Road and Lincoln Parkway along with the FSA office. Um, but you would go there to sign up for the equip program. And a lot of this is like conservation minded things. Um, when you say that's probably accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So topics like if you're grazing in pasture, maybe like a prescribed grazing plan and the things that are involved with that. So it could be doing some uh, seeding, some fence, some temporary fence and waters and things like that. And setting up a plan to rotationally grace and, and they can, there's some money out there that may can help you implement those practices. Um, you know, on the soil health side of things with, with some of our, um, crop farmers, you know, there's, uh, some cover crop programs, um, crop rotation programs, tillage management, uh, grass waterways, probably a popular one for, for a lot and, uh, um, nutrient management. Some of those topics, if, if you, uh, think you might want to do some of those things, give them a call. Um, their phone number over there at that office. It's 270-765-2702. Yep. And then you got to push them. That was all. Yep. That'll get you a directory. And just yep. you're going to want natural resources conservation service. I think they they at the when we talked about it last week, they didn't have many sign up. I think they've had some new people come in and sign up. Um, I'm sure because they heard it on on our show. Yep, and, definitely. Um, so they can they should maybe send us some donuts for helping them out. <laughs> I'd say we've got a better chance of getting popcorn from John. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Probably got us about wrapped up on time. We we didn't do, we didn't. Oh, we got. Oh, it didn't do a song. Were there any songs do? about popcorn? I was. There is, but I don't think Kale's got them. They mm-hmm. seem like they seem like they're deep tracks. There's a Santa Claus and popcorn by Merle Haggard. <laughs> okay. I don't think oh. that's gonna be. <laughs> well, Matt, we were you know Matt Whitney. We were talking about this metaverse earlier, and. uh and all this virtual reality online stuff. And really for me, I, you know, Matt even talked about it too. Just go outside and, and get away from that. And I guess, I guess I'm just a dinosaur. <laughs> Cause I don't care too much for that stuff. Should have died out a long time before. Right? Give me my hat and excuse me, ma'am. Me where's the door? Yeah. And I'll just pass. Sounds good to me. I guess that'll work for this week. And, uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, I think that's fine. Same Same time, same channel. Yep. Yep. All right. See y'all next week. See you.